you know, this is how the West plays. Uh, they say that they are upholding human rights in their domestic uh, issues um, um, in their countries, but um, as well as internationally. And they, they call out uh, the uh, dictatorships, authoritarian um, uh, re regimes abroad, um, when in reality, they cannot play both sides here. Uh, they cannot be uh, bombing, um, well, sending arms, funding Israel um, and uh, other genocidal far-right uh, regimes abroad, um, whilst they're sending humanitarian aid. Uh, it's just uh, so hypocritical. Uh, and we're seeing that, uh, especially in, in the U.S. Congress, uh, with the progressives who, before this uh, crisis, uh, before October 7th, um, they've been uh, voting for the Iron Dome, um, which is uh, Israel's uh, main uh, defense uh, system uh, militarily um, to uh, to uh, shut down uh, all the um, um, rockets uh, at um, occupied Palestine. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on and tuning in to the very last um, episode of the year for Unsavory Politique. Um, and there's been a lot that we have discussed and talked about. Um, and I want to thank all the guests that have come on from Matthew Ho to having recurring Willie Bragg. Um, and Tommy Nation politics, all all around. Um, I want to thank every single person that came on, and this this show is definitely something that I that I am very happy that I am able to, um, you know, have such a good um, feedback from because we talk about very strong political opinionated um, for the left, and I'm glad to hear when I get DMs or from people that seen the show and want to talk about these topics, it's very, very important that we continue the dialogue. And that's what we're going to continue to do today. Um, I have a very special guest on um, who I've been in contact with through social media, a, a fellow comrade, first of all. Um, and I want to thank Pablo so much for taking the time out to come onto the show. Um, so without further ado, we're going to be talking about Palestine, and then we're also going to be talking about Latin America as well, too. Um, so I want to bring on Pablo right now. Here we go. Hello, hey, it's Paulo. Paulo, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I can edit that out. <laughs> um, so let's get right into it. Um, so for the audience, um, I would like, could you please introduce um, what uh, the name of your organization and also the grassroots that you are involved with right now to, for people to, to understand? Yes. So, yeah, my, my name is Paolo Crisaleki. I'm a Peruvian American activist, photographer, um, a, a community organizer, and um, a human rights consultant. 
so um, I speak about um, uh, teaching about uh, the the uh, human rights uh, um, to impress the peoples uh, of different communities uh, to uh, help them advocate for their own rights. And uh, I'm co-founder of the Los Ronderos de las Redes, uh, improving collective in the U.S. Uh, so uh, we've previously had uh, um, uh, some approving comrades like uh, Didier Ortiz and uh, uh, Claudia uh, O'Brien uh, Moscoso uh, on your show. Um, and I'm really grateful that you had uh, them on um, to speak on Peru. And I hope that um, we could uh, continue uh, talking about the, uh, all parts of Latin America, but um, especially uh, Palestine as we're um, dealing with the crisis in these uh, recent months. Thank you so much for coming on. And yes, um, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to um, be in touch with you guys. And I definitely fully support and stand in solidarity. Um, and I, I tell you so much that, like, I think this year with this Biden administration, for instance, we definitely have been getting a rude awakening on all sides, especially with people that are hardcore blow, vote blue no matter who which is kind of hilarious <laughs> but you know you're seeing a lot of things peeling back um which is very interesting and one thing uh like for instance the name of this show um the title for this episode is talking about the information war um and how israel and the u.s is losing the information war and it's to the point that you know i wrote i i talked about i made a post earlier talking about um, Biden yelling at Israel in one of his speeches about indiscriminate bombing. And the idea of the post was for people to understand that for him to even say that they're bombing indiscriminately is a war crime within itself. Um, and it's, it's saying that he could say that and you know it goes over people's heads when you think about with Israel, like this is actually a war crime. Um, so my first question: um, two Western leaders. I already talked about the first one, Joe Biden, and Rishi Sunak, who is his family is just very extremely wealthy, and they have deals with Israel. And he's the prime minister for people um, that don't um, know who Rishi Sunak is. He's the prime minister now for the UK. And he has also called for a ceasefire as well, too. But yet, these two leaders, especially Biden, he's also funding, continuing to fund Israel. So it's like you call them out on war crimes, but then you fund Israel. Um, what What do you think should be the reaction that Rishi Sunak and especially Joe Biden um, should have, the actions that they should take place after calling out? One one leader for a ceasefire. The next leader um, is just saying they're indiscriminately bombing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how the West plays. Uh, they say that they are upholding human rights in their domestic uh, issues um, um, in their countries, but um, as well as internationally. And they they call out uh, the uh, dictatorships, authoritarian um, uh, re regimes abroad, um, when in reality. They cannot play both sides here. Uh, they cannot be uh, bombing, um, well, sending arms, funding Israel, um, and uh, 
other genocidal far right uh, regimes abroad, um, whilst they're sending humanitarian aid, uh, it's just uh, so hypocritical. Uh, and we're seeing that, uh, especially in, in the U.S. Congress, uh, with the progressives who, before this uh, crisis, uh, before October seventh, um, they've been uh, voting for the Iron Dome, um, which is uh, Israel's uh, main uh, defense uh, system uh, militarily um, to uh, to uh, shut down uh, all the um, um, rockets. Uh, at um, Occupy Palestine in Israel's um, territory, and um, they they just uh, continue to um, uh, you know passively uh, um, arm fund Israel throughout these years, whilst um, it has now led to this point. It has now led to um, possibly the final conclusion, a, a or final solution, yeah. per se. Um, we all see that this is a genocide. Our leaders are taking so long to uh, to get to our position, which is the minimum, a ceasefire. But right. our um, our ultimate uh, uh, solution is a uh, the total liberation of Palestine. Um, Palestinians understand that uh, that they can have a demo democratic state under um, uh, under control of uh, the Palestinian people. But um, with having a um, having a Jewish, Palestinian, a Muslim, um, and Christians, and um, all faiths and non faiths um, living in harmony, it has uh, been like that uh, um, before the British uh, colonized uh, um, uh, Palestine in, in the uh, late twentieth century, uh, early twentieth century, and before the creation of, um, of uh, Israel afterwards. Right. Yeah, and um, uh, in regards to the United Nations, um, they're quite they're quite um, um, weak in here because they are an arm of the United States, um, less so for the rest of the West, uh, less so for the UK and Germany. But um, the US has the oldest power. Um, they are acting like a mafia. They've been acting like that. Uh, uh, a police uh, state uh, for the uh, entire world, uh, telling other uh, governments how they should do, even though they have uh, um, ruined other countries' uh, sovereignties abroad. Um, but as well as um, in, in the previous um, uh, horrific uh, atrocities uh, before um, um, October 7th, uh, we've right. had, uh, of course, the uh, war on terror uh, with uh, Bush, Blair, and other uh, leaders, um, and NATO got involved in this as well, um, yeah. in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and then it expanded into um, Somalia, um, Pakistan, um, uh, Syria, um, and there's been a, of course, a, a dirty war on Syria. Um, it, it is uh, just, you know, weaponizing human rights. That's what they have been doing for years and years. Um, over at the United Nations in, in New York City, um, and their headquarters, um, the uh, this um, uh, at this point in 2023, in the end of 2023, um, we're, we're seeing that um, all the uh, oppressed peoples of the world, um, all the countries um, in the global south um, and the east, like Russia and China, right. um, they are seeing that. Uh, 
the U.S. is uh, losing power, losing grip um, in this uh, this uh, war on terror um, period is uh, going to um, basically uh, conclude this, uh, um, with Israel. Uh, with them. <laughs> and <laughs> it is uh, now expanding into a, a regional conflict. And I was afraid right. of this. Um, we are seeing that, uh, of course, uh, the um, the U.S., Britain, um, China uh, had um, military ships uh, stationed from the beginning, um, back in October. Um, it has uh, worried uh, many people that it might have uh, risen to um, just a larger regional confrontation. And now we're seeing that with uh, Yemen. Uh, now the 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 the, the West uh, has a, a ten um, state. Uh, um, the nation um, uh, coalition uh, to enter in there uh, is uh, you know not completely all made up of uh, NATO, but um, <laughs> they are um, wanting to uh, make a return into that uh, because that's their you know their only strategy uh, to continue uh, making money, making a profit off of this um, uh, genocide, uh, and that's how uh, you know capitalism uh, functions. Yeah. But um, yeah, I am uh, really grateful that uh, so many people um jewish uh, anti-zionists um palestinians ex-israelis even um people who who are you know not even arab or muslim even um that are supporting palestine supporting uh, the cause for liberation and um, being entirely against uh, uh, wholeheartedly this uh, ethnic cleansing um people off of the mainstream media can see that in reality um, and uh, it is taking it longer for our politicians to, to uh, realize that they are very much uh, disconnected from the people uh, this is yeah. the actual <laughs> authoritarian regime as they uh, try to uh, purport to uh, venezuela or um, russia or so forth it is uh, the complete opposite um venezuela's uh, uh, president uh, uh, nicolas maduro has a uh, promoted uh, uh, this idea uh, and well, told the truth that um, that uh, the, the Zionist Israelis are very much uh, comparable to the uh, Nazis uh, and so hypocritical of the you know the, this uh, the legacy of the um, uh, of the, how Israel came about you know it's yeah. um, these leaders and uh, even uh, before uh, Maduro it was Hugo uh, Chavez who was uh, condemning Israel um, before, you know, he died a long time ago, um, but it was before October 7th. We, we as uh, leftists, as uh, anti-imperialists, as uh, communists and socialists and um, revolutionaries, we understand that, um, that, uh, <laughs> that Palestine is the, is the current struggle, like it was in Vietnam, like it was with uh, uh, Nicaragua um, and Cuba and uh, other um, struggles uh, in the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree with you on that. And we're definitely going to talk about Venezuela as well, too. Um, I think it's very important that people look back. Also, I'm, I'm like you said, you're, I'm happy that it's millions of people around the world. I so agree with that. Um, and people should just look back at these revolutionaries that they have admired. Um, Malcolm X spoke about Palestine before. Black Panther Party talked about Palestine before. 
um, Fidel Castro talked about every every single revolutionary in this era and in the 1900s, the mid 1900s have talked about Palestine. And, you know, also when you mentioned about the ceasefire house, the bare minimum, that is just a liberal mindset for ceasefire. True liberation, it should be. Um, I definitely agree with that. I just want to make a distinction between that the, the two because calling for ceasefire is very important, but the, the huge outcome is that Palestine deserves to have its own state and its own liberation. And we see now um, with Israel, I don't know if you saw the videos of TikTok, um, they showed how Northern Gaza looks just flattened in rubble um the palestinian death toll for people that ha haven't been um in tune is over twenty thousand. um with the death count for children alone almost i think it, it actually is ten thousand now um but i have to recheck later um so israelis that have been all over these platforms the officials the governments they have used world war ii and 9-11 atrocities as a reaction. No, let me re rephrase. 9-11 and the atrocities that followed 9-11 in the Middle East as an excuse of why they have the right to do what they're doing right now. Um, and 24-7, you hear people that don't really pay attention to understanding what the Geneva Convention really is. They say that and these are journalists I'm talking about. I'm talking about professionals. I've heard people on TV that have millions and thousands of views. They go, Israel has a right to defend itself. So right, so it's really just absolutely disgusting to think that people will say that for them, just like how they will say with Ukraine. But what about the other side? What about their children what about their families um do do you like do israel even have a case and they don't have a right to defend themselves right they're, they're occupiers well yeah as a human rights uh, consultant i can tell you yes they they do not have the uh, the right to uh defend itself uh, no state uh, actually does but the uh, in this uh, circumstance here it is uh, um we can uh, apply the genocide convention and uh, we can apply the uh, this article uh, uh, um, basically saying that uh, the uh, indigenous population can um defend themselves you know through armed struggle um by self-determination to um overthrow their oppressive leaders and their you know, occupiers mm -hmm. this is um a protected right in, uh, under um, international law uh, and people uh, who, um, first of all, uh, on the ceasefire um, question, um, people who who promoted that idea, um, and first of all, uh, were of course the Jewish community. Um, you know, these are people that we should be listening to um, mm -hmm. um, as a, a second group of people. Uh, the first being the Palestinians. Um, and I'm talking about the Jewish uh, ex-Israelis uh, or uh, anti-Zionist um, base. Uh, they are, um, of course, on our side. Um, and they just uh, take the, the middle position here. Uh, the, well, bare minimum, 
position of a ceasefire because they are stuck in between of uh, mm. uh, having, uh, of course, relatives and family members um, uh, connections with uh, the apartheid state of Israel. Um, right. As uh, that, uh, um, be because Israel purports it to be as the, the voice for all uh, Jewish people, um, even though they have a history of a discrimination, not just of the Palestinians, uh, all Palestinians, even they're, if they're Jewish or Christian or Muslim, of course, but um, uh, Jewish people who are um, waving the Palestinian flag or, or anti-Zionist uh, or left-wing or um, also even if they have a different skin color that are, is not um, as white enough <laughs> as white enough in Israel that you could get a, uh, a skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th there is a you know uh, it, it's just like the united states a, a history of, uh, of racism it is a settler colonial um state um um since uh, 1948 yeah yeah and the last question on israel because we definitely want to talk about latin america um and I didn't mean to send you all my questions about Latin America. I apologize about that. I realized there's a section that I didn't send. But Meta has been, uh, Al Jazeera has reported on how Meta is blocking thousands um, of pro-Palestinian posts and pages. Uh, yet the world, the, the war is still, the war. I'm not even going to read what I just wrote. <laughs> Uh, that's a typo. Anyway, yet the information war is still in Palestine's favor. Um, the millions of pro-Israel, I'm sorry, pro-Palestinian um, profiles cannot be changed because of how great the engagement is going. And Israel spends millions of dollars. So we have millions of people that are still engaging about Palestine, which is why it could never be um, fully blocked. But Israel is spending millions of dollars for media, and the media is unsuccessful um, in keeping the narrative, which Israel has always stayed strong with keeping the narrative for decades. Uh, do you think this awareness and building um, this global mobilization will free Palestine? And I, this is a, I know this is a huge question. Will Israel exist? Like, let's just be optimistic. Do you think Israel will still exist? Off of the liberation of Palestine. Well, um, first on the point of um, the censorship, and this is uh, um, this is what we're facing in, in the global north. <laughs> we're not in occupied Palestine. We're not uh, uh, in the immediate uh, um, threat of uh, of airstrikes uh, or uh, white phosphorus being uh, uh, bombed at them. Um, uh, we're not in, in the in the life and or death uh, situation as the Palestinians, but uh, we have the voice uh, to uh, raise that. Uh, and we have the social, uh, you know, the, the the power through the social media uh, to independent media outlets uh, to um, see uh, the realities there. Um, we must uh, keep talking about it. But um, the censorship is um, there because uh, who owns the media? These oligarchs. Right. From Elon Musk to uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, these are you know uh, white uh, people. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he's uh, Jewish himself. Um, he keeps his uh, politics uh, to himself. I'm not going to say if he is a Zionist or anti-Zionist. 
but um, yeah, he hasn't revealed. Yeah, but um, Elon Musk, of course, he he reveals a lot of things. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's yeah. like the the oligarch Trump, <laughs> right? And he goes like, to single figure oligarch too, but he's you know politician now. But like he's like the the pre oligarch Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, it's uh, these people who have um, you know, the, uh, circling around the same you know groups of people, the, the elite uh, circles here, um, uh, <clears throat> from the Hollywood uh, celebrities. Uh, most of them are uh, have been uh, showing the in support uh, on social media saying that I stand with Israel <laughs> or going out to Beverly Hills to uh, protest uh, with the Zionist crowd. Um, when I was protesting in San Diego, uh, I saw very minimal. Um, uh, they, there were a few uh, Zionists uh, with the Israeli and American flag. Uh, uh, the group was basically a handful compared to ours down by the same streets in downtown San Diego. We were protesting in the thousands. And we marched too, and so these uh, these Zionists were, we were passing by. We just saw them uh, passing by. We were um, uh, go, uh, just passing by to see that they were um, protesting right in front of a yacht. It's this uh, pattern that they have of uh, being uh, the symbolization uh, of uh, preserving capitalism and imperialism. Right. It, it is uh, that Israel is a proxy um, for the. A military industrial complex, the uh, uh, Western imperialism as a whole, um, yeah. and the uh, en entire domination of the of the for the United Kingdom, Germany, um, um, the United States, of course, Canada, uh, so many, um, so many that still weigh in their support for Israel um, to this day. Um, they had. Um, uh, back to the uh, the censorship. Um, it, you know, Meta is uh, one of the worst. Uh, um, we know that uh, that uh, Elon Musk has said that he, he's going to, you know, ban anybody says uh, uh, from the river to the sea. You know, basically, classifying as a, as a hate speech or whatnot. Um, even though we're talking about freedom, liberation, liberty. <laughs> he just banned uh, Lee Camp, by the way. I just saw that before we sat down. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, wait, I, I no, watched I apologize. That was TikTok. TikTok. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, I watched Lee Camp nonetheless uh, on Instagram, on um, YouTube. But yeah, I remember the days when he was uh, on his, uh, his old program, uh, Redacted Tonight, um, on RT. Uh, right. That was uh, before the uh, this wave of censorship. This is, this is you know, a. The pattern that the elites do if they cannot control the narrative they're going to um, dismiss us they're going to um, um, censor us they're going to um, uh, demonize us as uh, you know terrorist sympathizers so, um, when it's not the case we're talking about uh, um, uh, overthrowing our uh, occupiers who have uh, brutalized uh, us uh, um, and so we're uh, fighting for liberation here um, we're fighting for life, even uh, because uh, who is uh, killing us? It's the Israelis. It's the the Americans uh, and the governments we're talking about. Uh, the British uh, um, imperialists too. Um, NATO as a whole. Um, um, they they've been using um, others uh, uh, like uh, the Ukrainian uh, neo Nazis to 
uh, kill the Russians. Um, uh, we need to stop this, uh, you know, this madness of, uh, of um, what they're, they're promoting, which is pro-apartheid, pro-colonial, pro-imperialist, pro-capitalist, pro-neoliberalism, pro-genocide, to say the least. Um, as their agenda, this is the worldview of, um, of peace. This is their, their vision of uh, world domination. Um, and they don't call it that way. Uh, they are the villains, but they don't say that they are the villains, of course. We're uh, living in the United States. We, we hear it to be the opposite. We hear that they are the, the good guys and, and Maduro is the bad guy or Putin is the bad guy. Um, we constantly hear these, uh, these propaganda uh, tales. Um, and uh, we need to, uh, you know, escape from that environment. We need to um, uh, view other sources that are speaking the truth because um, we are, um, we don't want to be um, falling right in, in line um, with the, with the establishment, with the um, capitalist imperialists who are um, in power. Right. I mean, they've always had everything wrong um, when it came to um, the, the proxy war in Ukraine um, or with China itself or with Iran or um, Syria. Um, the, the U.S. government, you know, they have uh, the FBI, CIA <laughs> involved in, in, you know, their agents are in uh, these companies that, that are controlling the social media platforms. They are, um, you know, monitoring us at all times too, um, as how uh, Edward Snowden revealed a, a long time ago. And we're still living with this uh, surveillance state. This is the actual uh, dictatorship <laughs> we have here. Um, and, uh, and from time to time, I see all these um, um, activists, um, dissidents uh, um, getting arrested by the police. Um, uh, across the, the country, but also internationally, when, when you speak uh, differently from from what the um, mainstream media says, or from what uh, our Western leaders say, um, uh, they do arrest uh, political dissidents. This is uh, the actual dictatorship, um, and um, but nonetheless, we need to speak out, keep exposing them, keep uh, illuminating uh, the, the truth to. Um, others um, in our circles, in our um, connections that we have um, to, um, you know, get closer to having this uh, revolution. Um, yeah, it's definitely working. It is. It's definitely yeah, working. Yeah, it, it cannot uh, just uh, end uh, when we have a new year. This is a, a crisis in, in Palestine that has to um, keep uh, being promoted because until it is uh, completely ended. We're not talking about having the ceasefire because we've seen uh, um, how fraudulent it was or so um, with the temporary pauses, um, with Israel violating these truces. Um, it, it is, uh, you know, it, it's just um, the genocide has to completely stop. The um, Palestinians need to um, be uh, freed from their open air prison of Gaza. They need to uh, return to um, uh, the, the land and as the, the rest of Palestine from the river to the sea. It is um, until 
you know, the victory is going to look until, um, you know, it would look like until um, Palestine is completely liberated, until the Israelis, um, you know, from Netanyahu to uh, Naftali and Bennett and the other, um, you know, leaders in, uh, that are still alive, uh, face um, their, um, you know, face their trial at the International Criminal Court. Mm. Yeah, and I wanted to go into Latin America, but I have questions about the ICC. Yeah. Um, they said that there were people, there were uh, representatives of the ICC there, and I, I can't think of the article that I've read, but the information that I received um, was that the, the officials said that they weren't there to investigate, but they are there. I Like, why? Like, how can, do you think the ICC will be able to charge uh, Netanyahu, I understand that when it comes to Western war criminals, well, we have to, Israel's not in the West, but they consider themselves a part of the West. Um, the ICC cannot, I mean, hell, Bush even tried to sanction um, the ICC um, and threaten the ICC. Um, do, do you think that because of how much the public is well aware of this conflict at the ICC if they decide to, I don't know if they will, but if they decide to, they'll be able to actually charge uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and his cabinet. Well, we shall see. I, I cannot say for certain, but we shall mm-hmm. see if the, um, if, if this uh, international body, um, as well as the United Nations has an actual backbone. <laughs> um, right. It, who has yeah, uh, that's exactly power what outside I was of the United of Nations, right. uh, United States. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, the United States, uh, of course, has uh, hands everywhere, um, from the UN to the IMF and the World Bank. Um, you know, they they control everything. You know, military. You know, all these aspects of military, financially, politically, economically. They're um, that's you know the end game is uh, world domination, and um, <laughs> but <laughs> as I said, they they don't um, call it that way, and they just blame that the opposite, the, the communists that are there to uh, dominate the world. Right. Um, they love to see us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, but um, you know that the ICC has been you know arresting. Uh, are only charging um, African uh, uh, world leaders yeah. uh, for, for past uh, um, war crimes or human rights uh, violations. Um, they've uh, they haven't done, and I have never seen it in the um, Tony Blair or uh, George W. Bush, right. Barack Obama, um, Bill Clinton. Uh, I've never seen it with the previous leaders um, who've died to. Uh, without facing justice, like uh, Henry Kissinger, uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, um, November 29th, uh, which was uh, the day of uh, um, international um, uh, solidarity with uh, the Palestinian people. Right. Um, so uh, Henry Kissinger, he died for our cause. He died for <laughs> the Palestinians. <laughs> and, um, uh, unfortunately, without the justice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, as, as you can see, you know, these genocidal figures, they've been praised by the uh, the mainstream media, the, the 
the Western leaders, uh, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> um, uh, all these uh, people who um, uh, they protect each other. You know, yeah, they they are um, in lockstep with the same agenda uh, from Republicans to Democrats. Um, because uh, Nixon, um, it, 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 Kissinger worked in the Nixon and the Ford administrations, um, and uh, um, Hillary Clinton viewed her him as a his um, idol for um, foreign policy. But um, another uh, international body I wanted to touch on um, besides the um, ICC was uh, going more in depth about the United Nations and how much it was um, it's a, a failure. Uh, how it failed the humanity due to U.S. imperialism um, from the very beginning of its foundation, and um, um, and so uh, it, it was. A, it, it's a tremendous failure from uh, seventy-eight years ago. Um, seventy-eight years ago, when it is uh, the same year in um, nineteen forty-five um, that the uh, the Palestinians were uh, were being occupied by the Brits. And then by the Israelis as they were transitioning to um, um, settler colonial the settler colonial project of um, Israel, um, support, supported by the West, um, supported by uh, the Soviet Union at the t at the time, unfortunately. But um, um, I don't think that uh, they viewed it that um, they were going to become the the oppressors, <laughs> just like their uh, Nazi oppressors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they viewed it as as the you know the white man's guilt the um, uh, what European guilt as such um, that uh, because anti-Semitism has came from it, it came from uh, uh, from France um, and it moved on to Germany before World War II. Um, it is uh, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's uh, the you know the white people's uh, problems <laughs> that yeah. they've. Uh, uh, you know, as as a part of the mixture of uh, racism, as all forms of discrimination is uh, all equally bad. Um, but uh, they they put that on top of on, onto all of us, whether we're Arab, um, Latinos, Indigenous, um, African descent. It is just <laughs> Asians and such. It is just um, so um, you know hypocritical. You know that they're. Attacking us for being um, pro Palestinian, pro Indigenous, pro um, liberation, um, yeah, pro revolutionary is uh, fundamentally. Yeah. Um, They're literally calling Palestinians Nazis, like exactly. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, to that point, yeah, yeah. They they said uh, uh, they, these uh, freedom fighters, these uh, the resistance groups, not just uh, Hamas, but um. They called them uh, as uh, Nazis, as ISIS, but who were really um, taking the land here? <laughs> who has been doing that? It was uh, Daesh, uh, ISIS. And Daesh was uh, uh, t uh, expanding, the, uh, taking control of uh, Iraq and Syria, um, and they were being armed and funded by the West too, as well as uh, Al Qaeda. Uh, these these are the actual terrorist groups that, um, even though they have no relations into um, Hezbollah or Hamas. Uh, um, because Hezbollah, uh, Hezbollah and Hamas are um, um, fighting for uh, liberation and to take back uh, control of um, the stolen territory of of, of Lebanon and uh, Palestine, um, um, Egypt and uh, Syria um, from Israel. Um, 
Israel is the 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 they want to expand. That's why they call the the Greater Israel. And that's why on their flag it is the uh, uh, two blue stripes from the river to the sea. They will keep expanding. <laughs> this is the the this is a way of uh, of uh, shaping the media because uh, as uh, Paolo Freire um, said, it is not um, it, language is uh, never neutral. We cannot um, um, believe what they're saying here. Mm. Here, with, where they um, where they want us to believe that that, uh, that the uh, Israelis are the victims uh, for seventy five years onward after the Holocaust, mm. even though they have uh, committed their own atrocities in, on the land of uh, Palestine. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah. Um, what was the uh, other point that you had in? Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember about the. Um, I was yeah. I, I, for me, I was getting back to the um, UN um, here. How it was uh, such a failure here. Um, and as I said, this is because of U.S. imperialism, because they have the uh, full control over it. Um, because they, this month, December tenth, and uh, was International Human Rights Day, and. Uh, they were shaping it as, uh, um, oh, we're here to defend the human rights <laughs> for uh, 78 years. Um, but in the, fall, the day before, they, they were celebrating, well, they were commemorating, let's put it that way, their um, 75 years of, uh, of establishing their Genocide Convention, which uh, formerly known as the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. And so 75 years. That's the same amount of years as the Nakba, the Nakba that uh, took place uh, by the apartheid state of Israel, um, where they have uh, massacred and displaced uh, uh, millions of, um, well, not millions yet, but um, uh, hundreds of thousands at that time um, of Palestinians. And they kept they're pushing them to the West Bank, to uh, Gaza, uh, to, uh, until they were um, uh, basically fully displaced outside of their uh, own land. Um, to Jordan, to Egypt, to Lebanon, uh, to uh, the United States, even uh, they've uh, come all this way, um, and to to bring that set, bring us that uh, their, their history, their culture, um, and, and their uh, their same struggle that uh, that we share uh, for liberation. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, the Israeli occupation and the, this uh, systematic uh, killing and displacement of the Palestinian people was. Um, kept on going and going uh, to to uh, have uh, now two million uh, into uh, you know inside the Gaza, um, and now they're trying to be in, uh, pushing them out. Um, but uh, Egypt won't um, open the Rafa um, border crossing. Um, it's because uh, Egypt is playing. Uh, um, in politics uh, here, it's um, it, it just like Jordan. These uh, countries are not uh, um, in favor of the liberation of Palestine. They are um, these leaders are controlled by the the um, the West and the Zionists. It's just um, we have to rely on uh, on Yemen, on the resistance uh, uh, groups in, in um, who are fighting in, in all fronts here uh, from. Uh, north of occupied Palestine in Lebanon to um, the south. Um, 
But yeah, um, moving forward with the, the UN here, um, they had over a hundred UN staff members killed by the Israelis. And, you know, they're not calling out the, uh, as loud as they can on here about them. Uh, about these human, uh, well, these United Nations uh, aid workers and uh, um, others who have been working at the UN-run schools in in Gaza. It's just um, they've been so controlled by the, by the West and to um, not be so outrageous about it, but and to be outraged about uh, more so of uh, of uh, Hamas uh, uh, committing a 9/11 <laughs> scenario, even though. It has been Palestine, you know, the Palestinian people's 9/11 every single day, every yeah. every um, day since the yeah. uh, since uh, 75 years ago, the, the 1948. Right. Um, Isn't and, it so um, funny how they could just call yeah. that? It's just so funny how they could just call that yeah. and not yeah. even care about uh, the thousands of Palestinians who lost their lives and, mm -hmm. been, and the millions that have been displaced. Like apparently, they what they go through do not matter at all. It's it's absolutely atrocious. Yeah, and so about that, um, the the UN, you know, they're they're not going to completely uh, stop this uh, genocide here. I mean, we've seen the ceasefires; they're they're not uh, uh, moving forward. Um, they're they're it, through the city Security Council that we had the the U.S. vetoing it and. and Unilaterally, I mean, they're, um, you know, single-handedly rather, and use that word differently. Um, they, they had, they have that power as so one of the five or so um, uh, countries uh, uh, who can. Um, but yeah, the the United Kingdom is uh, taking a different position, which uh, we are good to, uh, um, to see that. Uh, uh, but we're glad to see that. But we're not um, fully glad that uh, Rishi Sunak is <laughs> still uh, supporting the Israelis in other means outside of the yeah. UN. Right. Um, you know, just uh, you, you know, two-faced person, man. <laughs> yeah, in, in the UK, in Germany, they're um, arresting uh, Palestinian supporters and um, uh, you know, weaponizing right. the censorship uh, too, uh, off of social media too. Right. But um, another case about uh, genocide here is that. Uh, um, the UN, um, another failure of the UN is that uh, they even supported genocidal, uh, the genocidal uh, dictator uh, Alberto Fujimori in Peru, which was uh, during the 1990s. Um, with his forced sterilization uh, campaign of an estimated 300,000 um, foreign indigenous uh, Peruvians, whilst um, the USAID um, funded the policy under the guise of population control. And so they've been helping um you know these right-wing uh, regimes um um to commit uh, atrocities um they've never arrested them uh, fully um in terms of uh, um what's going on in peru uh, they, they've had uh, the uh, fujimori released uh, in early december um the day before that uh, we had the one-year anniversary of the coup in peru that um that uh, which we saw the abduction and the incarceration of of uh, Pedro Castillo, and I was there during that coup uh, in December 2022. Um, so the right wing are celebrating that uh, as a victory for them. The Fujimoristas uh, met him outside 
where he was uh, released to. Um, and the courts over there, they've uh, annulled the the ongoing investigations um, of the two massacres that he was uh, um, instrumental in, which was the Barrio Altos and the uh, Cantuta uh, massacres of, um, uh, during his time in the, as, as the dictator. But um, also the sterilization issue here, um, there the courts are also annulling that since he has been released, uh, since he has been pardoned um, by the Peruvian uh, uh, tribunal court, um, they, the, but internationally they're um, viewed as, um, you know, as just uh, outliers, as uh, how ridiculous it is that, uh, that Peru wants to act just like the um, US, just like the UK, that, that they're war criminals, they're, um, um, they're leaders of, uh, uh, that committed uh, uh, crimes against humanity and get to walk free. Um, they, they, they're, they have all this uh, um, um, uh, courage to do so, for lack of a better term. Um, because they are witnessing uh, Israel committing the atrocities, um, whilst uh, the UN it can barely move, <laughs> um, right? Because because the US has a, same like an octopus. Congo, same with Sudan, um, Bolivia. No, not Bolivia. Um, Argentina. Argentina. There we go. Thank you. Well. Um, it's just it's really ridiculous just the the hypocrisy um mm -hmm. so dina is going to is definitely indefinite what you're saying that she will be in power indefinite uh yeah we have two dictators <laughs> yeah two dictators out um in peru here um but uh the current one here and dina Velarte. um mm -hmm. She, well, she is, um, there's a couple of uh, political scandals going on there related to corruption here, um, mm -hmm. as always here in, in, in Lima. Um, it, it's just making it um, so complicated. They make it look like that it's uh, infighting, but in reality, they are still uh, in sync um, of uh, having this uh, neoliberal uh, agenda pushed through, uh, similar to Argentina. but. Um, um, in, in the case of uh, Peru, they have uh, the Amazon um, and uh, uh, the, the, this natural environment is uh, a, a, an important region of the world. Um, and so they recently uh, cut off, um, cut a, well, just a, basically amended a, the uh, Forest Act, uh, a law that was uh, supposed to preserve the, the, the Amazonian rainforest. Um, and then um, weeks later, um, uh, this week actually, uh, they uh, they stopped their changes, but um, they're not doing enough. They had um, in Peru, uh, they had uh, at least two indigenous uh, leaders, um, uh, land defenders and water defenders that were uh, murdered. They were assassinated uh, because of logging interests, because of these uh, mining interests. Um, this is a, an ongoing issue, uh, just like in Ecuador. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen um, in, in these neighboring countries, like as well as in Brazil, that uh, we had uh, we have uh, indigenous uh, uh, 
land defenders um, being murdered. Um, yeah. And these governments are not doing enough uh, to stop these, uh, you know, pro-capitalist interests who want to make a profit off of, uh, of, of killing the planet. Um, right. when, not to mention killing the humanity here. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, um, I think that we need to continue to, uh, to keep talking about this as well, too, because I see, especially, um, the, this new generation, um, that there is a lot of like accepting of the real truth compared to the, to what media has said. Um, I everyone that I have spoken to about Peru personally is well aware of what's going on um, compared to how Venezuela was treated. Now I'm seeing people are finally understanding about Venezuela as well too. Um, so it, I just wish that you know we could use this awareness more powerful. To the point that we can change um, U.S. foreign policy because it's really the it's like we, we it's good to know exactly what's going on, but we need to fully understand that this government is the is the key that turns all the wheels. This government is literally the key, and a lot of people have told me, oh, you just think the U.S. is the only problem 24-7, blah, blah, blah. You blame the U.S. for everything. But I'm telling you, it is. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Imagine if the United States left the U.N., just departed. This is this is Rishi Sunak's idea. Who, Not Rishi Sunak. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy <laughs> wants to vacate the seat of the UN with the United States. What would that look like? I almost want that to happen. I do. But also the US will never do that because it will be China or Russia or some other world power that will be at the center of that. They won't give that up. I don't believe of it at all when he says the things that he says. Um Lately, I wanted to know if you had any information. There was a um, a prisoner swap between Venezuela and the United States, and Alex Sabs. Um, did I say his name correctly? Oh, I did. Alex Sub. Alex Sub um, was one of the prisoners. Um, do you think this is a gesture of the U.S. being more friendly towards Venezuela? from what we have been seeing or is this just um what, what like I'm, I'm very shocked that there was a prisoner swap to begin with so i was just wondering if you had any information on how that um kept going because i thought alex was indefinitely going to be a prisoner like julian assange yeah yeah that's exactly that's exactly what i was predicting with him I'm very well, shocked that he's free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, we should be um, happy about it. Not grateful to the United States, but happy that it, it did happen. Right. Um, we should be uh, grateful to and the Venezuelan um, people and their supporters uh, abroad um, who uh, 
who have been uh, calling for the release and, and the freedom for um, Alex Saab uh, for years. Um, right. So about uh, Alex Saab's case, um, he is of Lebanese descent, but um, was born in Colombia. And so he, he's a businessman uh, who moved to uh, Venezuela. And so dur during the, the 2020 pandemic, um, uh, when uh, Venezuela had his, uh, has his, uh, has their uh, CLAP program uh, for the um, poor, uh, poorer communities there. Right. Um, their social program needed um, resources, so uh, the uh, outside of the country, due to the sanctions and blockade uh, by and placed onto by the by the United States illegally, um, they had um, uh, this connection with uh, Alex Saab uh, to um, to be to go to uh, Iran um, and to other countries too um, uh, to seek uh, food and medicine. Um, so he, he basically is a, a, a appointed by the government of Maduro and Nicolas Maduro, and the Bolivarian uh, Republic of Venezuela, um, officially as a Venezuelan diplomat. Um, so he has a, a, a diplomatic immunity, um, but he was uh, stopped in Cape Cabo. Uh, um, Cape Cabo, no, uh, uh, Cabo Verde. Um, yeah, and so he was uh, basically abducted at the airport there, um, and then uh, tortured by by the authorities there. Yeah, and then taken to the United States in in the same year or no, or a year later. So, but yeah, months later, basically. Um, and so, unfortunately, he's been he was uh, waiting for his uh, uh, you know trumped up charges. Uh, um, uh, big trial um, for three to three and more, uh, yeah, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. For three and a half years um, since his release yesterday um, or two days ago, um, he he um, he's been uh, struggling. Of course, he has a, a health condition. Um, yeah, um, uh, that. Um, made the situation worse. So his um, wife, Camila, Saab was uh, very much um, uh, pleading for help. Uh, you know, just like uh, any uh, right. any spouse would do, just like uh, Julian Assange, uh, Stella Assange. Um, she's, uh, Camila was, um, you know, waiting for that date that, it, that he would be released. And, and here it is. It happened uh, this week um, through this uh, prisoner exchange of uh, 10 Americans, uh, American Venezuelans too. And I think um, Alex Saab and with a, a few other um, Venezuelans too. Um, mm. And this political, um, this, um, well, deal, uh, this uh, prisoner swap, I think it, it was uh, um, negotiated with uh, Qatar. Um, but yeah, the, the Venezuelan uh, government uh, was able to um, get uh, Saab back. This is of course, um, Saab is viewed as a national hero in, in the country um, by the people and not just the government. It's not, um, you know, dictator Maduro saying this, <laughs> this is a, a this is a democratically elected leader. This is a a, a democracy here. They they recently had a referendum over um, um, Esequibo. Um, they have regular elections uh, more so than the uh, the U.S. government has their fake elections here. Yeah. Are controlled by the elites, <laughs> but um, we had um, 
um, you know, people who have been uh, talking about the Alex Ops case uh, for years, um, like uh, Alex Suarez, he's a um, Peruvian uh, comrade of mine, um, and also a, a somebody who wrote a, a book on this, uh, The Diplomat, I think it's called. Um, he wrote a, a book on, on, on Alex Saab's case, and he actually met um, uh, Camila Saab in Venezuela. He, he's uh, much familiar with the, the, um, the Venezuelan people, and mm. he's been um, uh, fighting for uh, Saab's release in, in Florida, the state where he lives, um, and, and where Saab was uh, being held for years in Miami. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he had a warm welcome after arriving back in, uh, by plane to Caracas, uh, meeting with the president um, himself, uh, Nicolas Maduro, and then um, safely getting back home too. Uh, yeah, on the or you know a day before his uh, his birthday, before the the holidays. Too. That's awesome. I have one more question um, on Venezuela. Um, there was in re, in reference to the land dispute. Um, a, a, a listener of mine wanted to uh, ask this question about Venezuela. They had it was a on that referendum. Was it a was the referendum also talking about um, the Guyana land dispute for oil, or was it a different bill? Because I know it was voted in, and I can't really think of uh, because. Um, voted in by the people. I know that the people had had a say on whether or not should they have a claim to the oil in Guyana. And the West was trying to say that Venezuela was thinking about invading um, Guyana. And I was like, excuse me, that just doesn't sound like something Maduro would do. I was automatically like telling them, no, it's not. It's not true. And then later on, you see they had a conversation um, where they say that they were not go into a conflict or or invade in that way. Um, and, you know, I'll, it's funny how people just love to just take the negative side about Venezuela so so quickly. Yes, Venezuela does have a powerful army. Um, from my understanding, their army is just as capable as Brazil, which is Brazil's the Brazilian army is one of the most strongest armies in that region. Um, but Maduro, when you study and look into him, he doesn't have that, you know, I want to just evade things <laughs> like, like North Korea has never evaded anyone, but they don't get any benefit of the doubt. You know, um, do you have a, a more information on if there's like a deal that's being made or? I know it's a, it's a, out out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, about this uh, the case about some um, borders disputes. Um, they had their referendum in, in Venezuela uh, in December third. On December third, um, so weeks later or a week later, they had a, a meeting with the um, with the president of uh, Guyana, Irfan Ali. Who's um, a Muslim descent? Who's a well? well he is a um, coming from a progressive party. He um, says he <laughs> recently said in in August and 
this year. You recently said that that, uh, that the descendants of uh, the Guyanese um, oppressors, the the uh, the who um, who were the you know the slave owners, um, and because it was a British colony, and because yeah. they took land from uh, Venezuela um, yeah. before that. Um, after I think it was after um, Simon Bolivar died, uh, they they started um, to steal land from uh, from the um, Bolivarian uh, Republic here. But um, they had um, yeah the, the, the president uh, Irfan Ali said uh, that these uh, um, uh, slave owners, uh, descendants of slave owners, uh, um, should <laughs> uh, pay reparations for, for their their um, for their um, you know the sins of their fathers, essentially. <laughs> yeah. They're um. Uh, so he he's um. He's you know relatively um progressive and good on this front. I mean, none of our leaders in the United States would say any call for reparations. They're not um ready for that, <laughs> are they? But um, they're um. Um. It is uh you know there is a you know foreign man- manipulation through the U.S. I mean, the, the U.S. Uh, Southcom um, meddles into um, in, in Latin America, uh, from the Caribbeans uh, uh, to um, Peru, uh, Venezuela, um, uh, other parts of the region. Um, they see any opportunity that they can to, um, to uh, you know, research uh, how uh, how they're competitors are doing like the Chinese um, uh, or the Russians even um, in the, the foreign market here um, and they also look at the um, the, the, the data and, and such on the, the resources uh, from the um, lithium triangle in in Bolivia uh, Argentina and Chile to the uh, copper gold oil petroleum gas um, in Peru and uh, um, other uh, oil-rich nations like Venezuela, um, and so um, Exxon Mobil wants a, a piece, you know, a slice of this cake here um, in the, the shared o- ocean um, in the Atlantic Ocean of um, uh, above uh, um, Venezuela and Guyana, and right in between Venezuela and Guyana, the Essequibo, um, very oil-rich. Um, but the indigenous uh, population, um, who who do live in in this in between this uh, you know th- these lands here, uh, these countries rather, um, they're taking the side of uh, Venezuela, saying Essequibo is the Venezuela, and uh, mm-hmm. th- they want to defend it. Um, mm-hmm. So the the military of uh, Venezuela, they're loyal to Maduro, um, and, and to the people of. Uh, Venezuela, they are Chavistas. They are anti-imperialists. Um, they are patriotic in in that way, and just like uh, uh, any other um, um, country that faces threat, they are willing to defend themselves and their territory and their people. Um, you know, they're uh, that's how the Americans view the, the as a threat. Yeah. <laughs> if you have your own army, your, your own military. Um, you have no U.S. bases on your land, <laughs> and you you're, you get to say whatever you can uh, because it's free speech. Then then you're a threat to us. <laughs> yep. So basically, it's um, 
um, you know, they want a medal, they want to have control over um, any last, uh, you know, remaining anti-imperialist countries. Um, but we've been growing, you know, from from Bolivia. Um, these uh, struggles are continuing in elsewhere, like in Peru. Um, but yeah, Argentina, we just, um, you know, recently had an election there, um, yeah. electing Javier Millet, um, a so-called libertarian. Uh, but who is he liberating? The people? No, he's liberating the market here. He's uh, um, enslaving the people because the only one group can be... himself a libertarian is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. I, I'm very shocked that he claims that. <laughs> yeah. And there's only one class can be liberated, which is uh, he's choosing to liberate the elites, the capitalist class, and enslaving the people. So, right. well, in Argentina, they're having their protests uh, against this privatization, um, these uh, layoffs, and you know, mass uh, unemployment, uh, um, and uh, uh, inflation rising from his, uh, his disruptive um, economic policies. But uh, it's so it, libertarian, so libertarian. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's ruining his own country that um, he got himself elected to. But um, there has been support in the past of Argentina's history from Hugo Chavez, from the Venezuelan people to um, to buy off of their debt um, years ago when it was um, Cristina uh, Fernandez de Kirchner's uh, husband uh, as president. Um, and so they, they had a uh, good relations because, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, um, they're progressive, uh, they're uh, leftists. They, they had, um, they, they had, uh, you know, right wings and governments, uh, switching back and forth with the left wing, um, and the centrist, uh, uh, after the 1970s uh, dictatorship, um, yeah, in Argentina, um, and uh, Argentina is. Uh, uh, we know more of it, about Argentina's history through the um, the Falkland Islands uh, conflict, the Malvinas, um, the uh, where the British uh, lay claim to that part of the world, <laughs> even though they are from the northern hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. Um, uh, the the Argentinians um, uh, uh, we also know that through uh, Leo Messi is uh, the football uh, stars like uh, Diego Maradona another anti-imperialist another pro-Palestinian another um, anti-capitalist eh, eh, revolutionary figure <laughs> but yeah. um yeah you call him the goat <laughs> <laughs> I like Messi um yeah, man. I mean, Argentina, you know, uh, for people that don't fully understand, it was uh, from my understanding that Argentina was like one of the most safest countries in Latin America. And then, you know, the fascists, the right wingers, the they 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 destroyed that country. Um and now they are just continuing that. Um and my heart goes out to Argentina on in on on that understanding, and I hope that one day they can get back that type of like um, freedom that they had before, and not have to 
deal with the privatization the privatization because it sucks. We live in America where privatization is just it's not good, man. You know, you do if you like being in debt, then this is for you. <laughs> All right. That's how I put it. If you're cool with being in debt, this is for you. You want to be in debt? Come on. Come on over. <laughs> You can have my student loan debt. You can have my girlfriend's student loan debt. Hell, we'll even give you her her sister's student loan debt. (laughs) Everybody's student loan debt if you want that. Because that's what you get when you come here. And when I hear about that, especially with Macron um, doing that as well in France, trying to privatize, I'm just like, I feel so bad for these people. They don't even know the hell that's about to go down with this privatization nonsense. It's just... It's really just oh, like it's, it's awful. It's really awful. And now I'm preaching to the choir. I know that, and so I definitely stand in solidarity with the left in Argentina. Um, I, I I was told that the left is very fractured in Argentina, and the right is more organized, kind of like here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you uh, fully. No, all about the left movement over there in Argentina. Well, um, I know more about Peru, um, yeah. a little bit more about Chile, but um, and Brazil. But uh, Argentina is—it's a—I don't think it's a <laughs> known for it, much about the left wing except for the Kirchners. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, you know, we could relatively know about the dictatorship period. But it's what is much much talk. Uh, well, much talk uh, is the in Chile, in Peru, uh, these uh, fascist dictatorships uh, of Alberto Fujimori and uh, Augusto Pinochet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Paraguay is also having uh, currently a a um, ongoing uh, struggle against uh, pension reforms. Um, so yeah, France is not alone. But also Peru had it um, earlier this year with um, I think they were increasing it to 70 years of age. Um, the the uh, in France it was uh, in, being increased to two years, and and the the whole population rioted, <laughs> and which is of course the right thing to do here. Um, right, right. To uh, call out these uh, these corrupt uh, criminal elites who who are you know ruining the country. They, they are literally freeing themselves the the political financial cultural elitists um and enslaving the people they want to keep us in debt we they want to pay us little they want to raise the cost of living onto on us um this is the literal enslavement this is um you know capitalism is a modern day slavery here yeah yeah definitely apollo um i don't want to take up any more of your time we definitely went over a good hour and I think this is some very, very good information that I hope the viewers definitely take in. Um, and I hope um, if anybody have any more questions, just let me know. I, I'm, I like it when people tell me, oh, ask this, ask that, because um, it's important to have you guys give me questions because I'm not always good with the questions. So I love hearing from other people. So I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I would definitely love to have you again in the future. And definitely talking about more on Chile 
and other other parts of Latin America, especially more on Peru, because those are very good conversations that we need to keep talking about 24-7 in education 24-7. We, we just need to be always be bringing in more information so we can stay principled and in, 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 in understand exactly how we can liberate our fellow working class people. Well, I, I deeply appreciate uh, you, Jamar, for having me on and to conclude your uh, podcast for this year. Um, and um, I do have some uh, announcements to, to make. Uh, first yeah. of all, um, um, our comrade, um, Claudia uh, O'Brien Moscoso, she's uh, heading back to Peru this Sunday. So she is asking for donations. You can find her on Twitter and um, Instagram um, and by her uh, name. Um, make on, sure I'll put on, that in the yeah, on X. It's on X. It's Amici Sanchi Papas on the street changes, but it is uh, she's uh, currently fundraising on Spot Fund uh, for I think a two days and uh, not two days a uh, two week trip. Um, um, and of course, as Peruvians, we want to stay longer. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. she's uh, only raising for five thousand um, dollars uh, to to make a, a documentary on the the ongoing uh, political turmoil in Peru. Um, and this is a very much needed Peru's uh, political uh, crisis has been long neglected. Um, and so, um, but we've been uh, standing in solidarity in, in support of uh, Palestine's liberation in, uh, in Lima and other parts of the country too. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we just uh, need to uh, raise more of these uh, voices in the global South. Um, and yeah, my other uh, announcement I want to make is that uh, I, I'm also um, currently running for political office. Um, I just uh, finished the, the paperwork earlier in December. Oh, wow, um, nice. Turned it in. Uh, so I'm gonna be on the ballot in, in March of 2024 in the California primary elections uh, to help um, uh, whatever I can in this uh, important time of uh, world history uh, with the ongoing crisis in, in um, humanitarian crisis in Palestine with the, the, our own political crisis here in, in the United States with the Genocide Joe or criminal or Trump. Um, these uh, options are not too good for the youth and to, to the future of this, uh, this United States of America. Um, US, we have yeah. to, we have to look at uh, third party options here. Um, and to build this, uh, revolution onwards after the, in 2025 elections. But, um, uh, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm currently a candidate for the central committee race under the Peace and Freedom Party. Uh, to help uh, nominate uh, uh, presidential candidates uh, Claudia de la Cruz and their VP um, uh, ticket, um, uh, Karina Garcia. Uh, and so you can find them on vote socialist at 2024.com. And so, yeah. Thank you so much, especially on Claudia de la Cruz as well, too, and Karine. Um, hello, Karina. Thank you so much for everything you do. You're one of the greatest comrades I ever met. I'll tell you that much. Um, thank you so much for running as well, too, because we need more people in these seats. And 49% of the country is independent voters now. That's the last poll that came out. So you have the power, people, to change this two-party system, not only on the ballot, but also in the streets. Don't forget that. We need to have both sides, the ballot and the streets together. Um, 
So I, I definitely love the fact that you're running on the third party ticket and the piece of Freeman party has done so much on coalition with the PSL as well, too. I have so much respect for the piece of freedom party. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, whew, this is this. I'm, I'm, I'm all excited hearing that you're running. <laughs> yeah. Excited for the new years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Paulo, let me tell you, man, we need more people running like you. We need more people running like you. We, I, I, it's so stressful. You know, I even said I don't want to do it. You know, people have asked me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to tell um, which which you're, you're in uh, which area in Cali? In the Southern California. So in Orange County, right in between San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay. And perfect. so yeah, I'm in the fifth district of the Orange County um, Board of uh, Supervisors District. So uh, that's how they that um, I know Orange about. County about you. I know a few mm -hmm. people in Orange County. So I'm like, yo. Very good. I'm, I'm yeah. going to tell them that you're running. <laughs> yeah, we, and we have the other uh, party for socialism and liberation candidates um, on the ballot, too. Awesome. Yeah, so we're we're all um, in sync and unity here to uh, change this uh, political system. Uh, and see an uh, alternative here. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Paulo, for coming on. And I hope you have a really good night. And I hope everyone has a really good night. And long live Palestine, stand in solidarity. Um, and for uh, the last, the last thing I wanted to to remind people: don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It really, really helps. Um, and look into the link tree um, for donation options. I'm going to have some um, fundraisers that I'm going to be putting on there from. A lot of grassroots organizations. I'm compiling it, so this is my first time talking about it now. So definitely, please be on the lookout for that, um, and have a really good day. And I'll see you later, my friend. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. Viva Palestina Libre. Yes. <laughs>